Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Flicks and Chips, the show where we bring you the newest news and rumors and movies and elaborate on them ourselves, giving our own little twist to it. My name's Austin, I will be hosting the show today, Jake has prior commitments, but he will definitely be on tomorrow's show. So today we found out a couple of things. We found out that Jude Law is going to be playing Captain Hook in the live-action Peter Pan and Wendy film that Disney has in development. So, Peter Pan is an old, old movie that a lot of people have a lot of memories with. Some people, it's their first movie they saw, first cartoon they saw, most memorable. It, they made, There's been a lot of adaptations. There's been TV shows, there's been sequels, there's been, there's been many, many different attempts at it. Obviously, they haven't stuck the landing like the original which is obviously it's hard to do but could a live action Peter Pan and Wendy film be as magical as the original animated one well adding talent is always the number one priority when you're casting a film you want talent to be the best you can find don't cast someone for looks cast someone for talent if you have talent you'll have an actor who will be able to pull off being imagined being he will be able to be believed as that character if he's talented Jude Law is extremely talented Jude Law has been in many movies and he's worked with Marvel obviously Captain Marvel most recently and I'm sure they have plenty of trust in him um Peter Pan so he's going to be the protagonist of this movie um Peter Pan is I believe they casted young kids to be um Peter Pan and Wendy but don't quote me on that i believe that they did but it's going to be directed by david larry his most notable film is pete's dragon which i thought was not great honestly i mean it had very good cgi maybe that's something to look forward to i mean i guess he's known for fairy tale films i guess that's why they picked him i'm not sure if that's the case then sure that makes sense but um pete's dragon's his most notable film that's not that's not you know it's not great but it's not terrible uh, Jude Law can be... I think he'll be a great Captain Hook. I think he could pull that off great. I'm looking at his, like, pictures of him. He could totally pull off Captain Hook. Being a pirate, an older... Not older, but older than the kids pirate who's got a... Obviously a hook in his hand. He's he's angry. He wants the kids gone. I honestly forget the whole plot of Peter Pan, but I feel like it's something along those lines. But, yeah, Jude Law is definitely going to add some serious talent to that cast. I'm looking forward to the movie. I just hope it doesn't... I hope audiences accept this more than they accepted the Lion King remake, which was phenomenal, by the way. People who bash that movie are just haters. They're just homers. They just don't want anything else except the original. Nothing else is good, even though it's the best graphics we've ever seen in any movie ever in the Lion King 2019. Hands down, best graphics. Hands down. Those animals look... They look real... They look like I'm looking at a lion. If you saw that movie in 3D, you think you're the goddamn Serengeti. But totally, totally great movie. Sorry, getting off topic. So our next topic is this. I want, I cannot stress this enough. It is a rumor, a rumor. We bring you movie news, we bring you facts, and then we bring you rumors with flicks and chips. So we want, we just like some fun topics. So we're gonna always have some a little rumors sprinkled in there with the facts. So, J.J. Abrams, this is a fact. J.J. Abrams was, I think, two years ago or last year, 
signed with Warner Brothers, him and his bad robot production company, on a huge half-billion-dollar deal to pretty much produce, direct, make DC-oriented properties. TV shows, movies, animated films, animated shows, live-action, everything, DC. So, today, a rumor has been leaked by Direct Spot, I believe is their name, stating that J.J. Abrams is rumored to be producing a new live-action Constantine movie for DCEU. Well, I, I don't know if it's the EU, but for DC. It could be separate like Joker was. It could be El- Elseworld. I'm not sure. But a live-action Constantine movie. Now, for those of you who don't know who Constantine is, he is a sorcerer of sorts in the DC realm. If you've seen Justice League Dark and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, he's the one... He, he's the one with the... He was alive in Apocalypse War. He he had the magic house in the first one that disappears. And he's got spells. And he's some similar to Doctor Strange. But he's 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 more uh, witty. He's more witty than Doctor Strange. He's a funny character. A lot of... A fan favorite. A lot of people like him. But I think a movie like that could really work. I think it could really work. Look at Marvel. They made Doctor Strange work. If Doctor Strange can get... 700 million dollars or whatever it made in the box office and Constantine can do the same and you're putting you're putting behind J.J. Abrams behind that project one of the best filmmakers we have in the industry today I mean J.J. Abrams is top five director working today I'd put him right up there you got you got your greats you know your your Spielbergs your James Camerons your Scorsese's but right under that you got J.J. Abrams you've got you can probably put Taika Waititi up there as one of the great directors today. The Russos, uh, Patty Jenkins. I mean, there's they're right. They're in that similar, uh, similar span right there. But Constantine is very interesting. I mean, it looks like comic book movies are in such a good place today. They're going to characters that aren't well known. They made a Venom movie. That movie, that movie made a ton of money. It was a really good movie. They're making a Morbius film. Most of you don't even know who Morbius is. I didn't know who Morbius was until the trailer came out. I looked up and I and I researched him. I mean, and Jared Leto look that looks like it's gonna be pretty good. That looks like a good movie. Um, they're making they're gonna do Eternals, uh, Shang Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. I mean, they're going deep into comic history for these characters, which is very fascinating. No one knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were before the movies came out. No one knew. And I think we all agree that they're fan favorites. Everyone loves the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Um, so I think they can do the same thing with Constantine. Now, Constantine only... I, you can call it an issue. You can call it a... Uh, just a, a, a speed bump. But Constantine in the comic books and movies, he's witty and he's also a darker character. Not... Not like a murderous rampage, you know. It's not like it's Joker or something where it needs to be rated R if you want to do it right. But you could definitely make a pretty considerable argument that a Constantine movie might need to be rated R. He's witty. He's got a very similar to Deadpool almost. Not quite as uh, as funny and as out there as Deadpool, but very similar like personality almost. 
where he, he is serious, but he'll crack some inappropriate jokes and things like that. So could they make this movie R? Because the whole the whole stick with DC, a lot of people have hangups is with is that it's too dark. It's too dark. I don't find it too dark. I find it realistic. I enjoy the realistic element of it. I think that's what makes it and Marvel different. But DC wants to follow Marvel's blueprints, which, I mean, can you really blame them? They're pumping out billion-dollar movies every other day, and it's a juggernaut. So they want to get more family-friendly, but can they do that with Constantine? I don't know. I don't know. That might be a movie you might have to keep a little darker. Justice League Dark is like a different realm of DC. It's got creatures and monsters and 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 just different darker takes on stories than like a Justice League or something like that. So I think that they could definitely make a movie like this work, but they have to keep an open mind with how they want this to be. If they want it to be lighthearted, they're going to have to change the character up a lot. If they want it to be dark, they could stick more to the comics. We'll see what they do. I have total faith in them. Let's see what happens. I hope that the Snyderverse continues and this can be wrapped up in there somehow, but I'm not going to keep my give my hopes up for that. Um, another J.J. Abrams rumor, speaking of this, is from John Campy himself. He brought this rumor to us that Superman, he's rumored to be directing Superman. J.J. Abrams, from sources, sources told John Campy that J.J. Abrams is currently working on a Superman movie. Now, one they contradict each other. Two different sources. One says Superman will be played by Henry Cavill. Emphatically will be played by Cavill. No ifs, ands, or buts. The other source says it very well could be Henry Cavill, but that is not confirmed at the moment. It's not confirmed. They didn't want to go on the record saying it was. Henry Cavill has recently signed a deal, or in talks, I don't know if he's signed it, for multiple DC film um, cameos, not cameos, but you know, he's going to be in movies kind of like, you know, Iron Man's in in Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming, like he'll be in some side movies, just to keep the loop connected with the DCEU, keep it all one, one fluid story. So, if Henry Cavill is signed to do more projects, and J.J. Abrams rumored to be doing... A Superman movie whether that's Man of Steel 2 whether it's just an entirely new thing I don't know Elseworlds I have no idea what it could be but wouldn't it make sense that it would be Henry Cavill that would be Superman wouldn't it make sense they don't want to push Superman's arguably your biggest character maybe second to Batman but you need him front and center you need to get him as many solo movies as you can He's got to be your Iron Man. He has to be. He has to be that one actor, that one character audiences look at. I want to go see him. I want to go see that movie because he's in it, because he's Superman, because Superman is my favorite superhero. They need audiences to have that kind of reaction. And Henry Cavill, and by switching casting casting and just new castings and everything, that's not how you accomplish that. Henry Cavill, in my opinion, is the best Superman we have ever had. He... Forget about talent. He's extremely talented. And I know you don't cast an actor on looks, but God damn it, does he look like Superman. Now, when I close my eyes and I think about Superman, it's Henry Cavill. He's Superman. Like Ben Affleck's Batman. That's the story for another day. But he is Superman. I think that 
a J.J. Abrams directed Superman movie with Cavill could be huge. It could be, oh my god, they could do so much with it. He would be, it would be maybe as big, hmm, could it be a billion dollar film? I think it would be the biggest DCU film to date, bigger than Aquaman. I think that could be a movie people will go out and see multiple times. To have one of the best directors in Hollywood with the most famous and well-known superhero ever in a movie, especially if it's intertwined with the Snyderverse, that'd be awesome. Make Man of Steel 2. Hashtag Man of Steel 2. Let's get it made. We got the Snyder Cut made, right? Um, but yeah, a lot of exciting stuff. A lot of exciting stuff going on. So, Zachary Levi, who's known now for playing uh, Shazam, and also he was in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, Zachary Levi has signed on to play Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner in a biopic titled American Underdog, The Kurt Warner Story. Now, I am a huge football fan. I'm a sports fanatic. I know a lot about this stuff. Kurt Warner has a fantastic story. He was not highly recruited. He goes and plays in the Arena Football League. For those of you who don't know what Arena Football is, it's th- it's basically regular football in a dome, and the field is is as wide, basically as wide as, like, if you put a field down and just fence around the outskirts of the field, there's, like, no space to stand on the sidelines. It's very tight. And the t- the end zones go to, like, the edge of the uh, of the barrier. It's crazy. It's it's um, not nearly as popular as the NFL, but, you know, it's, it's sports. But Kurt Warner played in arena football. He won whatever the championship is. He's really good. Gets a shot with the NFL, right? You know, this this small kid from a small town gets his big chance. He goes in, plays for the Rams, kills it. The greatest show on turf, which is what the a nickname for the Rams, his Rams, were one of the most high-flying, best offenses ever. For Especially for that time, they were one of the best ever. And today, they still stack up. I mean, that team, they could score from anywhere at any time, any place. They were phenomenal. Now, although... Kurt Warner has a great story. I'm not sure that Kurt Warner is the quarterback you want to be doing a movie on. I don't think he can get the audience draw that a a Peyton Manning biopic, a Tom Brady biopic, biopic, Joe Montana. I mean, he might have a better story than all of them, but Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner's always been someone who I guess gets slept on he's a hall of famer everyone knows he's great but if you're in a bar an everyday football fan an average fan you bring up kurt warner very very good chance they don't know who that is and it's not their fault kurt warner kurt warner is he after the rams he went to the giants where it wasn't too pretty and he would kind of fell out of the public eye all that everyone thought he was dead then he goes to the Cardinals and goes to the Super Bowl. Loses, but gets there. And then he kind of fades away. And then you don't really talk about him. I think there's at least 20 to 25 quarterbacks I could list. And people would know who they are before I got to Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner... Kurt Warner's got a good story, but he doesn't have the name. Zachary Levi is a perfect casting, though. That is perfect casting. 
Oh my God, he he's looks like a football player. He looks like Kurt Warner. If you ever seen, if you never seen Kurt Warner, and you're like a lot of people don't even know who he is, just look at a picture of Zachary Levi. He looks basically just like him, maybe a little older. But that's it. Um, now could this movie work? This movie has the possibilities that this story could be fantastic. The story of this movie could work great, but it's just the name recognition. I'm afraid. This movie might be really good, but because it's Kurt Warner, because he's not globally recognized, it might not make the money it should make in the box office, which is a shame. People should go to see movies because they're great films, not because of big stars attached to projects, even though that's still a big part of it. Could the movie work? I'm not sure. Biopics are very tricky. Biopics are tricky. I would probably rather see them make a documentary out of it. You know, cheaper. So they're not going to put force feed $50 million or whatever it's going to cost to make this movie. And possibly be out. Make it, have it flop in the, in the theaters. A documentary is much cheaper, much easier to make. You could do episodic. But let's see what this movie looks like. Let's see. I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill it yet let's see what happens so comic-con san diego comic-con everyone knows san diego comic-con that's the place you want to be if you can go to comic-con not new york comic-con not i don't know is there like there's another one somewhere maybe it's texas whatever you want to be at san diego comic-con that's the big one obviously our country is going through unfortunate times right now with the virus with COVID and people need to self-isolate. They need to stay away from each other. They need to wear masks. We can't spread this thing if we have it. We have to protect ourselves. But obviously that means the closing of a lot of public events. Sadly, one of those public events is Comic-Con. Now, Comic-Con is looked forward to by millions of people every year to give us brand new news we haven't heard or new information, or trailers, or posters, or gameplay, or announcements of new projects coming in, in movies, and TV, and video games, and comic books, and, and action figures, and everything. People come to Comic-Con so they can get first-hand knowledge on what's happening. They can know first. Maybe special footage no one else will be able to see. But they had to cancel it. Now, Comic-Con has done something interesting. Very, very interesting. They set a president by saying they're going to have a, quote, stay-at-home Comic-Con. And it'll be available to everyone. I can't remember if it's free or not. It might be free. But everyone's going to be able to see it. Which is awesome. I thought that was a great idea for them. Maybe get some more people, eyes on screens. Maybe just grow a larger audience for next year. Next year's Comic-Con. So... We all know DC, DCEU, DC Comics, DC everything. They are not going to be at Comic-Con this year. They have their own their own um, event. They're calling the DC Fandom. So it's it's similar to Comic-Con to a to a D23s all that crap. But they're going to that's a big player. Warner Brothers DC is out of Comic-Con. That's a huge deal. That's one of their big dogs leaving Comic-Con. 
they're going to make their own announcements at their own event at their own time online with their own movie stars. They don't need Comic-Con. Now you might think, okay, DC's gone, big whoop. You still got countless of other properties that are going to be able to help Comic-Con, which is true. But then today or yesterday, it was announced Marvel Studios will not be participating in San Diego Comic-Con stay at home. They will not be there. Marvel. Now you got the big dogs of the superhero industry. Now, it might sound it might sound a little like I'm stretching this a little bit. But I would say a good 35% of people who go to Comic-Con are there strictly for superhero news. Strictly. Maybe even more, 40% I'll go up to, of people in Comic-Con are there for that. To hear what Marvel's got planned, what DC's got planned, to see film, video, comics, all the crap. Now, you got Marvel and DC out of Comic-Con. What are they going to do? I mean, Comic-Con's going to get smaller things, they're going to get different movies, some TV shows, but they don't have the two big players. Now, Marvel has not announced that they will be doing their own panel. They have not. I think D23s every two years, so I believe t- this year there, they weren't, there wasn't going to be a D23. So I think they, if they want to release news, they'll have to do their own thing. That's that's interesting. So Comic-Con's going to be very lackluster this year. DC fandom is hyping itself up. They're going to have... They're going to have footage from Snyder Cut. They're going to have The Rock. They're talking about Black Adam. Maybe, maybe, God willing. Here's my prayers. They announced maybe a possible Ben Affleck reunion. I know I might be just dreaming, but that would be... That would just be amazing. Oh, my God. If they... Oh, I'm getting off topic. Talk about that tomorrow. But Marvel could make their own stay-at-home event. Just like DC, just like Comic-Con. What's bad about this is this could be starting a precedent that Comic-Con, not next year, not the next two years, but they could eventually lose both Marvel and DC permanently. I mean, Disney has already taken a lot of information that they usually give, and they've moved it to their other things, their D23s, their Star Wars celebrations. They've already moved a lot of information they give, to those events, Comic-Con is getting, is kind of getting screwed here. They have this great platform for people to, for companies to show their, their new products. But now they realize, hey, why am I going to share profits with you? Why, why am I going to give you publicity if I can have my own? If the fans, I'm big enough, like if I'm Disney, I'm big enough to have my own fandom. I can have my own event. Marvel has fans globally, hundreds of millions of fans. People will come to me specifically to watch specific Marvel content. They don't have to go to you. They don't have to go to DC. They, they can come straight to the source. And same thing with DC. They can come straight to me if they want my information. Instead of going to you where it's going to be a bunch of general information. This could... I don't think it's overstating it. It could eventually kill Comic-Con in the long run. Without these big blockbuster companies showing their big blockbuster movies, why are people going to go to Comic-Con? It's going to be very minor. It's going to be a very, very 
small amount compared to what it is today. I'm sure it could probably still be sold out and everything, but it's not going to have the same stuff. They're going to have to maybe switch it, switch lanes more to be video game centric. They might have to do something like that. TV show video game centric. Movies are a secondary because they're not going to be able to play with. They can't hang with DC fandom and whatever Marvel might do. D23, whatever. They can't. How are they supposed to handle that? How are they supposed to hang with that? They can't. No superhero news? That's that's what comics are. Comic cons in the name. What are they going to do? I'm glad I'm not running it. And I'm glad I really am glad I'm not running it. Okay, well, that brings us to our final fun debate. Today, I'm going to be debating myself, obviously, because Jake is gone, on what is the best movie theater snack. Now, I know Jake wants to do this, so we're probably going to have to do this again when he's here, but my favorite movie theater snack, I mean, are we going to take popcorn? Having popcorn at a movie is is the most it's it's paired together you have to have popcorn when you're in a movie i understand it's 25 dollars for three kernels of popcorn but you have to do it those are the rules it's the unwritten rules you need popcorn to watch a movie but aside from popcorn i'll tell you the best candy hands down hands down if you don't think it you're wrong i'm kidding but the best candy in my opinion to have besides popcorn bunch of crunch bunch of crunch is so good it's so underrated if you don't know what bunch of crunch is think of a crunch bar and just think about it being like kind of mashed up into little pieces and put in a box that's a bunch of crunch it is so good oh my god you sit in a movie and you eat three boxes without even knowing you're like holy shit i just fucking ate three boxes of bunch of crunch while watching goddamn wreck it ralph 2 i don't know if that's personal experience i can't speak on that but <laughs> Bunch of Crunch is so good. It's so addicting. You have one and you just can't stop. You can't stop. Now, people like to do their their popcorn and M&M's mixed or some weird shit. I think that's disgusting. Why, why would people do that? That's fucking gross. I'm sorry if you're one of those people and you find that insulting, but, like, you're, you're pretty fucked up. That's, that's nasty. I don't know why people do that shit. I like to have maybe some popcorn, and then when I'm done with it, maybe I'll get a bunch of Crunch out. You know, like, kind of like dessert. Like, you have a sweet for dessert. It's so good. This show is called Flicks and Chips. If you don't like food talking, then you don't have to be here. This is what happens sometimes. Um, but then you have to get a soda, right? You have to get a soda or a water. Well, honestly, I get a water. I get a water when I go to movies. I think now I'm thinking about it. I don't get sodas when I go to movies. I think I need, you need a water to, to wash down a salty-ass popcorn, but it's so good, so it's worth it. But you wash that down with some water, and then you leave, and... By my movie theater, there's usually like a TGI Fridays we head to. Go get some like after hours chill out there. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a bunch of crunch and popcorn. That's that's the way to go. That is the way to go. Alright. That will do it for episode 2 of Flicks and Chips. I'm sorry we weren't able to do an episode yesterday. We had graduation. We had to do. We had to handle that. That was annoying. But tomorrow we will definitely be back. Please stay tuned. Submit questions if you want. If you want to submit questions, submit some. We'll get to as many as we can on the show. Have a good day. And until next time, stay filthy.